Hi, I'm Christy with KZMU's 30th ever radio review, and this time traveling tour through KZMU's audio preserves may get at some of those questions you were too shy to ask. Our first guest in KZMU's 30th ever radio review isn't too shy to answer. Let the tape take it from here. Radio transmits and also receives. It encodes and decodes waves of light into sound. It's electro and powerfully magnetic. Few realize how magnetic until they've been pulled into and held by its signal, perhaps for a driveway moment or for decades of voluntary community engagement, connected by a story or song. Born in the void of any local radio signal, a flock of volunteers and a staff of one began April 2, 1992, to operate out of a cast-off National Park Service trailer. And KZMU set out to meet the area's listening needs. The mission? Critical. To inform, educate, entertain, and connect the communities of southeastern Utah. Nearly 16 million minutes of airtime later, 30 years on, it's become a multimedia institution. Moab Community Radio, a creative incubator, and for volunteers like today's guest, Bruce Boyd, KZMU is a very effective way to meet a very specific need. He found he was not the only one with this particular need. And so for this episode, let's hop into the station wagon for a brief spin through the audio preserves and put the pedal to the metal. Tune with me now to a special moment in KZMU and Moab, Utah's history. It's the early aughts. We're going out to DJ Hesher's time and place, all the way to Teenage Wasteland. So there's your seatbelt. Teenage Wasteland, how absolutely charming. The High Desert Signal, the Moab Community Radio, brought together social and media long before Facebook, before the internet even. Think cassettes and punk and a thirst. No, a need to rock. And oh, ah, here we are. This is KZMU's 30th ever radio review, and I'm your host, Christy Williams-Stunton. Let's go. Crank the music up, thank you. breeds 
it breeds um, rebellion, you know, and it breeds like I got to get out of this. I'm from a small town, too. So when you're in a small town, I recognize that right off the bat from the, the, the teenagers of Moab. We're stuck in this small town. They're bored as the nearest, uh, sorry, bored, you can bleep that. The next, the next town is, I don't know, two hours away. They got nothing to do. So, of course, that sort of environment breeds extreme music. It breeds, a gra- you know, people gravitate towards heavy metal and punk rock and alternative types of things. They're not interested in mom and dad's music at all. So, you know, I felt that because of my own past growing up. I'm like, okay, Moab needs a, Moab needs a metal show. Moab needs punk rock. Moab needs some extreme music late at night because there wasn't a lot on there. Um, you know, so I was like, okay, this is going to be cool. So I was very, very happy that KZMU offered me an opportunity to do that. And I, I think it became pretty popular. I mean, there was, I think I tapped into something there because one thing that definitely happened was these, uh, you know, KZMU is located up on this hill, you know, these teenagers would just drive up there just to hang out and, and be part of that music in that scene. And I was like, wow, this is some small town stuff right here. They're, they're really getting into it. And I could tell I hit a nerve. I know, I know you got your visions, and I'm fine with you having them. You right, can have right, whatever right. fantasy of me you want. I'm just want to listen. It's not a fantasy, <laughs> not a fantasy. It's just a visualization. I picture you with like, uh, it's just like the overalls and the big, the big pick just hitting the side of the wall, like Earl Smith on the cover of Night in the Ruts. Right. Yeah. Just like that's that. the visualization I get, yeah. and you're working. And it's like, oh, I can't, I can't make the radio station tonight. I'm too tired. I'm too tired. I'm like, well, dude, I'd be tired too, swinging a pickaxe all day long. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, it's something like that. <laughs> it's nothing like that. You probably just like have this cush job where you drive around in a in a in a truck or something all day long. Yeah, it's where. <laughs> so listen, you know what I want to talk about for a second right now? Sure, turn up. I have a band coming into town. Yes, you do. Yes. Right on. The name of the band is the Destro. They are on Metal Blade Records. They're very, very heavy. They're this kind of stuff I play in the second hour of the show. Right, right. Type of stuff you don't really like, but nonetheless, your kids love them. Oh yeah, kids love. Cookie them. Monster vocals. The guy's screaming. He's no singing. No singing. No. Who cares about that? Yep. So they're coming from Texas, and they're going to be at the Elks this Tuesday night. Yeah. Seven thirty p.m. Seven thirty all ages show. Joan Jett, I love rock and roll, and we do love rock and roll here at DJ Hester's new show. 
It's the Teenage Wasteland Show, featuring the best in 70s hard rock and classic 80s metal. That's right, Moab, you know you've been waiting for a show like this to come around. Let's get back right into the music here. But you know what was also funny is the people that would call me up absolutely hammered late at night. And uh, <laughs> and sometimes I have to be very delicate about getting them off the phone. You know what I mean? Like they would just be absolutely sloshed. And I'd be like, okay, th- hey, buddy, I love you. Gotta go. Song is rolling up. That's what I, hey, the song's ending. I gotta go. But yeah, I mean, the phone would ring all night long for me. It really would. Because you know what? That first hour, it was always the old, okay, so Teenage Wasteland Show is a two-hour show every Thursday night. The first hour, it always ended up with, with Bob O'Reilly by The Who, you know, Reese's Teenage Wasteland. And then the first hour would be a lot of more classic hard rock. You know, it'd be like Motley Crue, hair metal, things like that. But then, then it got to be that second hour. By now, it's like, I don't know, it's 11 o'clock at night or whatever it was. In the second hour, I was playing literal new music that was just come out from Metal Blade Records, Street Link Media, uh, these new records that the kids, the actual high school kids would know about this music. And I would play Bury Your Dead or the Acacia Strain or anything. And like, this was extremely um, new music. And extremely, you know, aggressive. And we called it the Cookie Monster Metal because you can't understand the lyrics. And it's just extremely aggressive. And, you know, that's when the kids would show up. They'd be like, oh, my God, how do you get this CD? And they would look through the CDs and they would just hang on and sit on that bench. I don't know what's going on out there. I'm focused on the records. But, uh, you know, it was just really, I mean, look. That, that was just quite the scene, and I recognized it. I'm like, oh, my God, like moths to a flame. They're just hanging out because this music speaks to them, and this is the only thing they got going on in this town that they can really, really relate to, you know. And, of course, there was a dude named Glenn, Barefoot Glenn, who used to work at KZMU, that would get these. He was quite a character. He would get these new CDs, of course, nobody else wanted them. Nobody else would want to play them. Nine times out of ten, they'd be in the trash, and I'd be like, I will take all this aggressive music. I will play all this aggressive music. The record companies are sending it to all these radio stations anyway, so I'm not going to let it go to waste. And I went through all that stuff to make sure to find the good stuff. And the kids would help me find it. The kids would go through this pile and be like, oh, my God, you got the new... You got the new so-and-so? This is amazing. Got to play track five. And being being teachable, you know, and yes, these kids are right. This is a very good song. Let's go ahead and play this song. And they would help me out, you know. So it, it was quite the scene up there. What's going on, Dwayne Jackson? Good show, as always. Thank you very much. Yeah. Had fun. Yeah, nice. Had fun. So, uh... Good to be back. Yeah. yeah we're cutting you off 15 Just got to cut him off. Biscuits and gravy. Oh, I swear to God, if they don't have that Saturday morning, I'm gonna be upset. Really? I will be upset. What about that cold? I want some biscuits and gravy. What about the breakfast? Kelsey, uh, DJ K, DJ Destroy, and I are talking about jail food now. Just so <laughs> everyone knows. But uh, what I like is when they serve you that peanut butter and jelly, but it's not like in a sandwich. It's that styrofoam cup that's filled with peanut butter, and then half of it's peanut butter and half with jelly, like in a in a cup, and you scoop it out, and it's like this mess. 
they don't you, know, you didn't get that? They actually separate them. Really? They're nice people. Times were rough back in the day when I was in B tier. <laughs> Let me tell you, way back in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to do a quick uh, DJ Hesher set before the band. Just going to play some tunes, whatever. And then that music's going to start, and they're going to play the record, I think, from song A to all the way the the last. They're just going to play the record. And we're going to play a lot of tracks off of that record tonight. Yeah. That's good Especially stuff. Especially Knife in Hand. Especially track number five. Yeah, dude, that one's that, sick. That track. Seriously, I can't help but listen to it. Like When I listen to it, I listen to it like one or two. I have to. three times in a row. I have plans. When the, when the band shows up, I'm going to say, listen, um, I want you guys to play track number five a couple times today. I'm just gonna times. like. You need to start and like, end and exactly. then play it again just listen, before you leave. Like listen. in the parking lot. You're gonna start and end your set with that song. <laughs> like, really? I'm like, mm hmm. Two's not bad. That's right. Now, 11's kind of slow and melodic. Yeah. Two's good. Two is good. Two's good. <laughs> that, I think they open up the set, they play the intro, and then right into track two, and it's that double kick attack. Can that's we just happen. skip the first hour of this show? And go and play the Destro yeah, over and over. Like right now. Listen, I'd like to, but I I, I have to respect my uh, my older fans too, well, who dig the classic stuff. We're gonna play it. You people are lucky. But, I'm that, alone. <laughs> but no, probably around probably around nine forty-five. Yeah. Yeah, we're cutting you off fifteen. Just gonna cut him off fifteen minutes and get straight to the Destro. It was the first time in my life that I was not in a band, and it was really stressing me out. I'm like, what am I gonna do? to, you know, get my music thing on in this little town. Don't know. I'm like, oh, there's a radio station. So that, that, it worked. I would get, you know, I had my bicycle, which had a little trailer on the bicycle. And in the beginning, it was vinyl. So three milk crates full of vinyl records on the back of that little trailer from Spanish Valley, ride that bike all the way out there. Uh, go up that big ass hill to get to KZMU, unload the records, and all that. Just because, I mean, it was very important that you have something musical in your life, and for me anyway. And I think for every single KZMU DJ and every single that listens to it, music is so incredibly important that we will go through great lengths to make it happen because it's for the spirit and. You need that in your life, and if you don't, you gotta, you know, you're gonna have a problem if you don't have that outlet, and if you can't be a part of something creative like that. So, I'm eternally grateful for KZMU to say, yeah, why don't you come up here? We'll give you like a two-hour show. You can do what you want. Bring your old records. Please don't curse, and uh, don't trash the place. Okay, sounds great. I think I'll do it. <laughs> So for probably four years, five years before I moved to Utah, I was performing under DJ Hesher doing that sort of deal in like actual bars. I'm talking rough dive bars and same thing, vinyl records, metal, real good rough scene. But a Hesher, the word Hesher is every, I mean, look, I don't know if people know it or not, but that's kind of a term for like a long haired, heavy metal stoner type of character you know it was like a hesher um jeff spicoli from teenage uh from fast times at, at um ridgemont high oh yeah he's a hesher 
Also, there is a movie out called Hesher. It's like a small cult film. That's a great movie. So, so Hesher is like a long-haired heavy metal guy, you know, and I'm like, well, that sounds like a good DJ name to me. And so I performed under DJ Hesher at these bars in San Francisco and in Portland. And of course, it was only natural to take that whole thing. It's like, you know what? Hesher has arrived in Moab, Utah. I hope they're ready because this is happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, back in the day, back in the 80s, I was in, um, you know, a punk rock band in New Jersey and in Philadelphia called the Pagan Babies, and we played CBGBs many times, you know, as part of that scene, I was very lucky to be in that era, and of course, yeah, you would make your own posters and flyers, old school, with Xeroxes and pens and whiteout, and I've been doing that my whole life, you know, and then, of course, when I moved to Utah, I was also Bruce the T-shirt guy, um, doing my T-shirt artwork, and I used the old school method to draw all my designs, um, but yeah, for, when you do something like a radio show, uh, or you do, if you're a rapper, if you're a band or whatever, there's a visual aspect that has to go with it, I think. You're doing yourself a real disservice and your fans a real disservice if you just are just doing the audio without thinking about the visual. It's very, very important. So of course I made stickers, I made flyers, I made, you know, I, I sort of like, you know, the Lord Humongous uh, sticker that I had. I pl I plastered that sticker all over Moab. I'm sure there's cops fuming right now because these stickers were everywhere. And I gave them out to kids. I'm like, put these up in your high school, you know. And so they were everywhere. And then the T-shirts were everywhere. And the flyers were everywhere. And, yeah, I mean, look, it's the old DIY self-promotion thing. You just do it, you know. And so that's that's pretty much what I did back then. And it really, I mean, yeah, like I said, the high school kids ate it up. I don't think they've ever seen anything like that before. And I know that now something is going on to where, you know, like soon after I left, I, I had reports that like, oh, this is still going on. They're still, they're, they're still, they're really into this hard music and they're making their own things and they're doing it themselves. That means the world. One thing that's really weird is that I started I started my show, um, you know, I think around 2003, and I was partying too much, you know, I wasn't always straight edge, I was partying a lot, and long story short, I got into a little trouble with the law, got a few deweys, you know, and wound up in the old Gray Bar Hotel for like a couple weeks, you know, which was the best thing ever because it led to a change in my life where, you know, I got clean and sober. This was like 17 years ago. But anyway, it's interesting that happened, like, right in the beginning of KZMU, because what happened was I, I did about a year's worth of shows, then I got clean and sober, and when I was going, when I had to do my time in jail, in the Moab jail, a couple weeks, you know, they found out that I was like one of these weekend warriors where you just report into jail for like a weekend. And then you go back out, back in and back out. Those guys got the radio in there, right? All the people, you know, they have the radio in there. And I used to go back out to do my radio show and do my shout-outs to the, uh, I forget what, B-tier or C-tier or whatever, to the guys in jail who I knew were actually listening. That one's going out to 
My boys down at the Grand County Jail, sporting the orange jumpsuits and the flip-flops. That was Jailbreak by Thin Lizzy. All right. Forgot to read you what I was playing before, and before that it was Led Zeppelin Ramble On by request. And that was before that, Aerosmith, Draw the Line. Before that we had Heart, Barracuda, and the awesome Mountain, Mississippi Queen was before that. Okay, let's get back into some more music here. A DJ Hesher's Teenage Wasteland at 89.7 KZMU. And I would go back to jail, and they would be like, heroes welcome, like, yeah, you played ACDC for me, that ruled. And they would give me lists of songs that they want to hear. And back and forth and back and forth I went. And the dudes in the jail, pardon the pun, captive audience. Oh, that was bad. But anyway, it was um, it was something else. I mean, talk about community. Has your life become unmanageable? Does your head begin to ache and your stomach become wheezy when you're subjected to lame music? Do you still secretly fantasize about being a big rock star? Do you find yourself overtaken by an inordinate appetite for vulgar and raunchy humor? Specialists in the field of chronic illness and social dysfunctions have discovered a disorder known as blowfoxylitis. Individuals with this disorder are often found to be completely dysfunctional unless they receive a hearty weekly dose of rock and roll therapy. KZMU 90.1 and 106.7 FM in conjunction with the Rock Garden and the Teenage Wasteland are conducting a very special program in your area that specializes in assisting individuals with this chronic disorder. With absolutely no guarantee of positive results, you can tune in every Thursday evening from 7 to 11 for the Rock Garden and the Teenage Wasteland to receive your free weekly dose of guitar-driven rock and roll and self-aggrandizing immature conversation. Bleeding from the ears because of excessive volume along with head and neck injury from headbanging and hair whipping have also been reported. If disorder continues, reapply generously and consult your astrologist or exorcist. Yeah. Always listen to the Rock Garden. It's a great show, you guys. And now it's time for the Teenage Wasteland show. I don't have anything queued up. I'm very unprofessional right now. You know, I wish everybody took their shows as seriously as you do. I mean, this is wonderful what you do. And though it's funny, I just don't know why it's funny, so I'll laugh at it. We're down to the vulgar stuff now. Yeah. Vulgar and funny. We're just down to the vulgar stuff. I love that promo. Vulgar stuff. So that you made that promo, and it's just kind of us talking layered, and then you're talking over that. Right. Yeah. It's a good promo. It gives me kind yeah. of a headache, though, a little bit. I'm like, what is that? Is weird. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. It's a lot it's going a multi-layered on. multi-layered thing. But I tend to have a lot going on in my head, so... What, what an amazing town. It's always going to be a real special place in my heart, you know? The, the, the scenic beauty. And, yeah, it's a unique situation in the United States to have a town like Moab. Think about it. It is geographically isolated by hundreds and hundreds of miles in every direction. That is insane. And then you just drive in the middle of nowhere and you find this little town that's thriving and it's beautiful. That is what makes it a magical place and and the people so special and the whole vibe. And that's that's why it's crowded because really, I mean, is there any place cool there are very few places that are super cool that people haven't found out about yet, you know? So it's not like there's going to be a magical fountain in the middle of Alabama that is so cool that nobody found out about it yet. Trust me, in this day and age, people found out about it. They're there. And so that, you know, that shoot has deployed. we got to embrace it and manage the growth and, you know, just enjoy it for what it is. 
know, Moab's a very, very special spiritual place, and we should all take care of it. We need your words of wisdom, Rockmaster, Asa. Stay weird. Keep your true, keep uh, your true heart true to yourself. Don't, don't get to the end of your life with music inside you that you still haven't let out. You know, whatever it is, whatever your passion is, just make sure to let it out because you don't want to be on your deathbed. And just thinking like, you know what? I always wanted to be a poet and I never did it because I was always doing X, Y, Z. Or, you know what? I always thought I would be a good ballerina dancer, but I don't know. I just got married. I never did it. You know, whatever. So, I mean, surely don't don't get to that point without letting your music out, whatever that music be. You've been listening to an oral history of a Hesher, DJ Hesher, Bruce Boyd, accompanied in this piece by vintage audio cassettes of his iconic show, The Teenage Wasteland. Featured in those clips are fellow DJs DJ Destroy, also known as Kelsey Howarth, and Wendy Mayberry doing the promo vocals, and Dwayne Jackson of The Rock Garden. Theme music for this show is provided with the permission of some wonderful independent artists. The intro drum and bass was a stem from Mission Possible from the group Sound Made Shape. Theme music for this show is by Noise Cake with I Love It. Music Bed Etherica provided by Justin Marshall Elias with a piece called From the Sky. Heavy backbeats mixed by the group All Good Folks and two of their songs, What the Punk and Elephant. This episode was compiled and edited by yours truly, Christy Williams-Dunton. To find out more about the 30th Ever Radio Review or KZMU and see photos of Hesher then and now, some of his DIY merch, including a rare Lord Humongous show sticker, link to this story on kzmu.org. Thing is, you never know what voices are just going to pop in from who knows where in the audio preserve, so stay tuned. If you have any vintage audio or memories of KZMU over the last 30 years, feel free to email me. That's christy at kzmu.org. And join me next time when we clip in and revisit a show that heralded a whole new era in Moab, Bike Talk with Heavy Kevy D. Till then. Crank the music up, thank you.